Janet, what are you mice doing in here? Mice! This is our session. Right, right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, all across the land. Tonight we do actually have an episode that we're recording, episode 11. And we have that uh, nasty little dresser that does lingerie. Yo, Mary, Mary, hello. That uh, hot little number that really can burn you, Lord of the Flame. Yo, 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 Merry Christmas, ladies. And that guy you want to watch his palms, Lord Harry of Palm. Hello, hello. And of course myself, Sir Punzelot. Fortunately, those other fellows couldn't make it tonight. Uh, they're just busy, busy, busy. But, uh, <laughs> Grinches. I agree, I agree. Run, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are y'all tonight? Well. 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 <laughs> I could be, I could be well as in well or well. <laughs> very good, very good. So uh, we were going to try and discuss the season. We did discuss a bit about the Christian, different religions around Christmas, and we thought tonight it would be more around the season, just because it is so close to Christmas and everybody's up to their eyeballs and probably buying me gifts. I can hardly wait to send them to me. Y'all have my addresses now, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so actually, we'll I got posted. <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting that to you shortly here. <laughs> Um, and we'll try and, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go where it goes. I mean, there's, there's, there's kind of a lot of cool questions I found on the site. It's not like I'm making these up. And I'll just, there's general questions. There's decoration questions, Christmas gifts, food, mythical Christmas characters, controversies. That might be pretty cool too, right? But that might get back into what we were talking about the last in episode 10. But, uh, I mean, we'll start it off with some general questions. Um, and this is pretty general. Do you like Christmas? Why or why not? Mm, I like the concept of Christmas. I like the debauchery, the... Uh, you know, staying warm and cozy and slightly toasted uh, for two weeks out of the year. But it, it, the whole idea behind Christmas, modern Christmas, is just, it annoys me now as I've gotten older. Mm. It's just so commercialized, as we said in a previous issue of this show. But it, it just gets under my skin now. Yeah, and I think, we, you know, these are things we didn't touch about last time. And that's why I thought this, these conversations would be cool. Is You know, before it wasn't so, you know, religion is one thing, but it was more about how the family came together. And you, you made a lot of your decorations. I remember way back when, when we would actually string popcorn. And, and one year, we even dyed the popcorn's a different color. And then you would string that popcorn around your tree. I mean, people would die if they probably saw that on a tree today. When you weren't, weren't you worried about the candles from the, or the gas lights <laughs> catching, the, <laughs> catching it on fire? Oh, yes, yes, we were. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, douche. <laughs> but, you know, like uh, just building the snow forts and doing things, you just don't see people doing anything other than, can, how can I pay for it? Can someone else do it? And how much? Yep. Right? Like, even putting up Christmas lights now. Mm-hmm. People are paying for, you know, that's a big business. Sure is. Mm-hmm. One I wish I was in. So what gets, Very lucrative. You know, that, those are the things that made Christmas or got you into Christmas is all this family activity you did together, brought the family closer, and also I think just taught you taught you value around doing things on your own, you know? I I, yeah. I, I kind of miss those kind of kind of years. I mean, my kids, you can't find them today. When I'm doing the Christmas lights, whew, well, when I'm doing anything, they disappear. As soon as I say, well, I'm going to, where'd they go? Like you said, Paul, we've made that choice. Well, how, how can I get it done efficiently? I don't care what it costs, yeah. but I don't want this to take up my time. And we've all made that choice. Yeah. And we can still make the choice to not do that. I remember it was a yearly tradition for all of us. It was the old Scrooge that came on, the old black and white Scrooge. Mm. And my dad would always mark it because it was, no, there was no cable then. Or my dad never had cable even when it came in. But he would, you know, you got the TV guide, you mark the TV guide, and we'd all, all of us sit around and watch that year after year after year. You never got tired of it. And the CBC would show up without commercials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome. You know, those are the the things that I don't know. How often, as a family, do you get together to do something that's traditional like that? And that's what I, to me, that's what Christmas came around about. Quit. You're pretty quiet. Yeah. Sorry, I was just listening to everybody. <laughs> you were doing something else, be honest. Yeah. Come on, pull your pants up. Let's get, get off the Pornhub, okay? <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had uh, someone under the mistletoe. Oh, so the date went well, did it? Oh, it did. Very it good. did, very actually, good. very well. Excellent. Um, you know, uh, actually, uh, unlike Sir Dave, I was able to get a few more words in edgewise. <laughs> but, no, it's great. We've been talking. Um, actually, she's going to be away for a couple of weeks just, you know, with 
um, family and stuff. But uh, no, when she comes back, we're going to actually have another date. And, great. You know, we've been talking like every day. And, Good for you. Yeah, it's been great. So she'll be out of her apartment for a couple of weeks, right? Yep. <laughs> so that'll be a... Uh, well, Stocking opportunity. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll even have a little hamper waiting for the laundry for you. <laughs> Hey, Probably. So, maybe, uh, maybe Lord of Harry Pond, but what do you think if they abolish Christmas? How would you feel? I don't, I, I, I guess there's, there's, um, speaking for the tribe, there's a lot of money to be made, but it, I, I just want to go back to your point about the family stuff, because, and maybe it's, it's the U.S. stuff, or the U.S., um, part of it, where Thanksgiving is so close. Um, you, you see almost more of that, um, you know, large family get-together for, uh, Thanksgiving, and then it's really much smaller, um, for Christmas. for Christmas or for the holidays in, in general. Yeah, it's more so, immediate family type thing. Like, and what I mean yeah. by that is, you know, your wife and kids. Not. Yeah, and I don't know if it's one of those things where Thanksgiving just kind of, because it comes first, um, you know, that's the big one, and Christmas was able to become commercialized away from being a family thing. Um, but it's not like those big, massive families are going to get together twice in, you know, that small period of time. Just travel and schedules don't work out for it. Um, but I always, I, I guess I would want to keep Christmas around just because I enjoy being in the office around the holidays. Yeah. I'm there by myself. Oh. Like everybody else takes extra days so that their, their Christmas vacation can be a little bit longer and I'm just sitting in my office going, this is I nice. turn my music up as loud <laughs> as I want on the podcast, you know, I can just, you know, leave it up loud and walk around. Like, it's, it's great. So it's fair to say that's probably one of your favorite time of year. <laughs> it is. Well, that's cool. In, in a different way, though. <laughs> yes. So, um, sometimes people complain they're expected to be happy over Christmas and this expectation annoys them. What do you feel about the obligation to be happy or do you, do you feel you have to be happy? I'm gonna say you shouldn't feel, well, oh, here's the thing. Um, I think in a way, yes. Um, it is a happier time of year. If you can, you know, consider, you know, what is really supposed to be going on around Christmas. Like, like me, it's not about all of the commercialism and all that crap. I mean, the only people that I buy Christmas gifts for is my nephews, you know, and that's just because they're nine and four, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. So to them, you know, they still haven't learned the whole family aspect of it. And, you know, I mean, for me, I get happier because I know that I'm going to be spending time with my family. I know we're just going to sit around and just have a good time and there's just no pressure you know everything just seems to be a little bit you know lighter like the spirit in the office at work is a little better so you know work doesn't stress me out so much so yeah at least for me overall I do feel a little bit happier but I don't necessarily feel the obligation to but just by you know just by you know me choosing to celebrate how I want to and to celebrate what I want to you know that makes me happier cool cool about you mm. are you happy <laughs> huh? are you happy I said oh, me. <clears throat> well let me tell you I've got a slightly different opinion um I mean I'd be happy to get three weeks off <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd be happy, but you know what happens when you get three weeks off? They say, I know you're going on vacation, but can you get this done before you go? Yeah. So there's that added pressure. Then there's the pressure of the company says, don't check your emails, you're on vacation, relax. But of course, you come back to 350 emails that have been sitting there burrowing in the back of your brain because you know you're not supposed to go on and check them, but you do anyways. Yep. And then you get stressed about that. I clear my email do- every day when I'm on vacation because just what you said, I won't have a good time. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. It, it, I, I don't think I've taken a vacation, like a legit vacation, in five years. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I take a day off here and there. I mean, I use it. But um, I see my coworkers work themselves into a frenzy the week before they go off for a week. And the yep. week they come back, it, it appears, um, I don't know if it's worth it when they're actually away. But for the ama- extra amount of stress and anxiety they put themselves through, for me, taking a whole bunch of three-day weekends throughout the year seems a lot easier. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I mean, HR experts, quote, unquote, you can see my air quotes there, will tell you, well, no, you need to have at least a minimum of two weeks uninterrupted. You know, taking a day here or there isn't good for you. But I agree with you. I mean, there's no way. Like, after three weeks, I'm going to be a basket case coming back into the workflow. 
because I'm going to be so far behind, so stressed out. So like you said, taking a day off here and there when I need to is much easier on my nervous system, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if the work stopped while you were away, it would be a completely different issue. So yeah. It doesn't usually work that way. Yeah, I wish that were true. I, the company that I work with, um, they decided to do a company-wide shutdown. So that means for approximately one week, they shut down over the holidays. That means no one is doing work, except all the managers are sending out emails and saying, I hope you're having an excellent time off, uh, spending time with your family, but can you look into this for me when you get back? I've never done that, Doug. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because the rest of the world that's sending them emails isn't taking off. Exactly. Uh Yeah, as they say, shit rolls downhill. Uh Uh-huh. Who are they? Ah, no, just kidding. (laughs) They are a collective group of individuals who shall remain faceless and nameless so that we can hoist our despise upon them. (laughs) You all know who you are. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Any particular film that you are... You know, like favorite, I guess. What's your favorite film at Christmas time? There's always the usuals that come up. Do you have a favorite film that comes out at Christmas? Or well, I'll jump like in. Yep. So, sorry, Clint, because I just wrote about it, um, and and that would be Die Hard. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the end of the story, I guess, for me. Very good. I never even thought of that. But yeah, you're right. That was at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie, too. That was a great movie. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm probably going to track it down and watch it after we're done here. Yeah, because I'm overdue a viewing. Like I said, I, I'd totally forgotten about that. I mean, the first thing that, and I already mentioned this, first one that would come to mind if someone said Christmas film is Scrooge. Just because of the watching it year after year after year, you know. Like, but um, there, there are a lot of good, good... And it's too bad that those good-hearted films don't come out all year round, but there are a lot of good movies that come out at Christmas time. Yeah. You know, a lot of... Yeah, know. Clint, got one coming up soon. We do. <laughs> yes. Very, I, dude, I am so excited. Friday, 7 p.m., baby. IMAX I 3D. Oh, really? You're going to see it in 3D? I'm doing IMAX 3D. Okay. I put, dude, I, I had to go all out for the first time. All right. I, I know I'm going to see it multiple times, so I figured I could do, you know, the st- you know standard definition, you know, size, sound, all that good stuff later on. But when you no, say all out, what did you pay? hundred bucks? No, I only paid like twelve fifty. Because you said I thought I'd go all out. I'm like, oh shit, must cost a lot of money. <laughs> how, how did you get away with twelve fifty for an IMAX? That's what it is down here, Doug. I mean, a regular wow. show is eight something. I think wow. what is it now in Canada? It's got to be like fifteen bucks. <laughs> Try twenty four bucks. Yeah, I, I, what? Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, wait, is that standard or IMAX? That's IMAX. If, okay. To see an IMAX 3D, you're looking at about twenty four bucks. Jeez. There you go. Wow. Yeah, and with that, you get the <clears throat> VIP seating, so you get an assigned <laughs> seat in the theater. Yep, I, I actually picked my seat, too. So, And what was funny was, um, it was when, uh, I want to say it was when we were actually recording a previous episode of Inglorious Gentlemen that I even got the ticket. Because, um, Paul, wasn't it when we were doing that, when yeah. um, it was like that Monday Night Football game when the trailer showed up and they announced yeah. the pre-sales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. While we were talking, yeah. I actually went onto the theater's website and got the ticket. Yeah, because so I watched... giving us undivided attention. Yes. I watched yeah, Monday, Monday Night Football. I don't Football. seem to remember <laughs> uh, an orgasmic scream from you during that episode. <laughs> I had my mic muted because I didn't oh, want to. Okay. I, I didn't say, want to disrupt the recording. But let's just say that there was also a change of pants that needed to occur. He was, he was either muted or he was in the bathroom. You couldn't hear him. Now I'm going to make myself sound way too old. But when the original movie came out, yeah, I saw it 14 times within the space of about two months. It wow. was in the theater almost six months in my hometown. Yeah. The the theater was uh, one of those downtown theaters. It was an Odeon theater. It was smaller. The you know you could smoke back then. Yeah, yeah, and people did. Trust <laughs> yeah, me. I know. Uh, but. The experience, I remember just being mind-blowing because like, the audio wasn't great. By today's standards, the, the screen was infinitely smaller than uh, the average screen now. But I was so immersed in the movie, I didn't notice any of that. I know. So I, I, I really have these majorly high expectations to have my force awakened uh, once again. And I, don't, I really don't believe I'll be disappointed. Yeah, but- D- Doug, I, I just want to say, 
I envy you. And it's not watching it 14 times. It's having the ability to watch it 14 times because it was in the theaters for six months. Yeah. Because back yeah. then was, if a movie's doing well, it, the movie stayed in yeah. the theater until it, there was basically, uh, there was no ceiling, there was a floor. And if you went under right. it, they took it out of the theater. But as long as you maintained above that line, they mm-hmm. keep it in the theater for forever. Yeah, there was and no, now, mm-hmm. it didn't go to cheaper theater, it didn't go to CD, DVD, tape, or whatever, because there just wasn't those things. It stayed in the theater until the numbers dropped to a certain number, and they would even hold it sometimes if there was not, nothing to replace it with, they'd still keep it. I, I remember, locally, Star Wars, after it came out of main release, after about six months, you could still find it in, in scattered theaters yeah. across the Toronto area. Mm-hmm. Some of the smaller theaters were carrying it for up to a year. Mm-hmm. It was just unreal. Yeah, we, we talked about this in Diamond Mines this past weekend, about because uh, someone asked me, what was it like seeing it, like the first show back then, and I said, it was a game changer up to then you know film was it's it gets to be a standard type of thing right when that came out my everybody's mouth dropped like you didn't see that type of film that type of photography what's the right word film film thank you you know where (laughs) with that kind of motion and spaceships traveling i mean all we had was star trek really which was you didn't see that kind of thing i mean it was just it was just mind-blowing you can still watch today and be blown away i think you you know 40 40 years later you're still like wow (laughs) It's, it's it was an incredible feat as far as i was concerned and now that George Lucas is no longer associated with it, I'm so happy. Because <laughs> oh, I now, know. Now, now the crazy goes, and the the uh, what, who I think is personally brilliant, J.J. Abrams, is just going to bring so much to this movie. I hope. Yeah. Well, what is um, Clint can help me with this. What's the last line in uh, Fanboys? What is it? Uh, wait, guys, what if this movie sucks? Is yeah. That, yep. Is that? I mean, so it, it, I, I think the build up for this, um, if you if you go in with an even keel, so to speak, to The Force Awakens, I think you'll be fine. Um, but I think it's one of those things where the only people that are going to be let down by this movie are the people that didn't just buy into the hype, but, like, bought into the hype times 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I'm not a critical person when I watch a movie. If I'm entertained, I'm entertained. If there's continuity problems or if there's set problems or if there's clunky motions, I really don't care that much. So if, if there are problems with it, pretty much I'll turn a, a blind eye. Well, absolutely. You're paying, well, you are paying, you know, a lot of money. We're paying a little less down here, but uh, I mean, it, it's still your money. I mean, I don't know how many people really gamble. I, mm. I mean, obviously people gamble, but I mean, you know, people don't look at going to the movies as a gamble. If, if you don't have an open mind to be entertained uh, and you're going to be completely critical from the get-go, I don't know why you're spending the money to begin with. Yeah. The only the only time I was ever really pissed off at spending the money to see the movie was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, <laughs> I walked out of that theater angry. <laughs> see, the only time I ever walked out of a theater angry, my sister used to work at a theater and... I actually, there was a couple movies that I had gone to see that Maybe I absolutely hated. Adventure? Actually, no. Um, actually, there were three. Uh, one of them was Waterworld, mm. Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. um, the second was Batman and Robin. <laughs> and the third was the, um, it was that Romeo and Juliet, the one that had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And you went into that movie with expectations? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the, I was really hoping well, that. No, I, I expect. I, I didn't expect a good movie. Here's the thing. I was just seeing it because my sister could get me in for free because she worked there. Well, then how can you be mad? I mean, you just... And you either because, I wasted, because I wasted two hours of my life that I could never get back. <laughs> yeah, but Doug, in theory, there shouldn't be single chicks in that movie. Most yeah, in theory. <laughs> in theory. All right, we should do Yeah, well, I know, I, I know after seeing Titanic, I think a couple relationships were broken. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, when, when Leo died, men jumped up and cheered. Yay! <laughs> I, I, I did that movie. But it was followed immediately by a series of bitch slaps and ow, ow. See, I, I think I saw that movie in theaters three times in high school with my girlfriend because we mm. would just make out um, in the back of the theater because it was, like, you know, the normal price of a ticket, but it was, like, five times longer than any other movie out at that time. So the Titanic wasn't the only thing going down? That's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> the worst movie, the, the only movie that I can ever say that I was just horrified by was Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. I didn't with see Kid that Man and Cruise. Oh, my. You know, the, funny, the funniest part of the whole movie is when the credits came up, a guy yelled, Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was right up there with Vanilla Sky. Oh, my it? God, what a horrible movie. And I paid for that one. But anyways, we should move on. White Christmases, yeah. what do people so, think of? Having to have snow, or do you really care? 
It's oh, 67 degrees I know. in the middle of December. Oh. It, it's 60 degrees here right now, that's and right. it's awesome. So I was going to say, does that bother you, or are you going, damn it, it's Christmas time, I want cold and snow? No. I'm, I'm originally from Florida, so that oh. shit don't bother me. Hey, I'm originally <laughs> from Canada, and that shit bothers me. That's why I'm in Texas, trying to get to Ecuador. <laughs> so, I mean, like, be, being warmer and things like that, you know, don't bother me. I would rather have the heat and try to cool down. Yeah, me too. Than, Hands you know, down. sitting there tr- freezing my ass off trying to warm up, yep. because it's easier for me to cool down and... Oh, but uh, actually, just a quick side note, my favorite Christmas movie was Gremlins. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh, a good. Good, good, good call. Yes. That was actually, uh, the original one was filmed not more than about 20 miles from where I am. Oh, wow. A place called Georgetown, Ontario. It's That's where all the uh, the outdoor shots were yeah. filmed. Believe it or not. It's a nice little place. Okay. There's a Georgetown just north of me, Doug. Yeah. So. Doug, I, I, this summer I expect a shot-for-shot shot remake of all the outdoor scenes with you in place of... <laughs> hey, if, I, if I have it's a of movie, I'd do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome seeing uh, Sir Dirge Lingerie instead of Zach Galligan, who I actually just found out this past week is following me on Twitter. Ooh. Who, nice. Who's following you? Uh, Zach Galligan. He was the guy that played Billy in Gremlins. Uh-uh. The main actor. I'm terrible with names. I, and, I don't it's, remember. and it's actually the podcast he's following, not me. Yeah. But still, the podcast is you, Clint. Come on. This is true. <laughs> yeah, but... But no, I, I'm not a huge fan of the snow and ice. And I've, I've had a, sh- like a share of it. Uh, snow was involved in both of my parents breaking their legs when I was younger. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. Um, my mom, when I was about 10, we went skiing. Um, they decide, My parents decided, you know, Christmas we would leave, go, go somewhere into Michigan and try skiing. Well, my mom ended up, uh, you know, of course, falling and breaking her leg. Um, my dad, years later, slipped on a patch of black ice in the driveway and, you know, trying to get out of his truck and broke his leg that way. So... And I'm, I'm not a fan of ice and things like that either, so... See, Paul, I will answer your question by saying I don't know exactly at what age it happened, but whenever I became old enough to shovel snow was the <laughs> moment I started hating it. Because whatever that line is, it was either 8 or 9 or 10 when I, when I was starting to be asked to help shovel, yeah. and that's when it becomes... This oh, there's, it, that's when it goes from there's white stuff on the ground, time to go out and build whatever and have snowball fights to I don't want to go out and shovel. Oh, I hated it. And... Chicago it gets a lot of snow. Like yep. same as Toronto, I think, just because of the lakes. Chicago gets more snow than Toronto, I think. I think. So. Oh my God, when I lived there, I just couldn't believe the amount. Like every day and every day, and it's like Jesus. I mean, I'm surprised I wasn't built like a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor finally bl- bought a snowblower and he'd let me use it. So he'd come out and then he'd do his and he'd let me do mine. I mean, that, I love you, man. <laughs> uh, that was uh, great. So see, right, right now we don't have snow here at all. It's it's nice. It's 60 degrees and rainy. Wow. I mean, that's exact same here. Yeah. It was 67 and sunny. I mowed the lawn today. Nice. Wow. Which I prefer to shoveling snow because it's much easier to do. It's been in the 70s and 80s all week, gentlemen. It's been great. And you know what? When you guys are freezing, we'll still be nice down here. I'll make sure I let y'all know about it. (laughs) Oh, yes. You'll definitely be hearing about it. I'm kind of fussy when it comes to winter. I like the cold. I like the snow. I don't like shoveling it. I don't like December snow. January snow I'm fine with because it's it's dry. It's lighter. It's more powdery. Mm -hmm. But in December, you get that nasty mix of heavy, wet snow, ice, you get it melting, and then the, the sand and the salt gets mixed in with that, and everything's covered in a, a dark, gray, dirty, crappy display. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want a white Christmas because eh, December snow sucks. But uh, give me a good January snow, and I'm fine with that. Especially with those damn snow plows that go down your street, and you're just done friggin' shoveling, and they poof, right back oh, in yeah. the driveway. I got a guy that waits on the side street yeah, oh, yeah. watching me shovel before he comes down. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, he's done. Here comes the plow. All right, how has the internet changed the way you handle Christmas? Both in greetings, cards, gifts, whatever. Well, there's a lot more pornography now. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was say, those, those little panties, you know, red panties with the white frill around them at Christmas time. Pretty cool. Well, I just find I get distracted when I'm online shopping. <laughs> yeah. Because Google controls all the ads, right? Yep. And they uh, they monitor every place that I go. So I, you know, get all these ads popping up and just get sidetracked. Hence, douche of lingerie. I get it. I get it now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's actually where it changes the most for me is that 
you know, I do all my Christmas shopping online because I hate going to malls and big box stores and I just don't like like the big crowds, you know? Especially if there's a lot of people, then my anxiety ramps up and I start getting claustrophobic and wanting to club people. <laughs> but so on, yeah. the, on the flip side of that, it must affect you, Mr. Palmer, on the fact that if you need to go shopping, there's a lot of idiots out there. Yeah, but I mean, um, I will take a random couple, one or two random weekdays off in order to go to the mall or a big box store so that I'm going on like a Wednesday at lunchtime or, you know, um, or hitting up the mall when it opens on a Thursday. So I'm not there at least on the weekends or in the evening. Um, but for the most part, I stay as far, I mean, only because, I and mean, not just because I spent seven years in retail, I spend, um, you know, basically from the moment Halloween ends until the second week of January, he's trying to stay as far away from all retail as possible. <laughs> Actually, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Clint lives in the Naperville area, which is a very pronounced area, and I would mm-hmm. probably go shopping just to see the lovely ladies down there, because you're talking a high-class mm-hmm. society in Naperville, are we not, Clint? Yeah, but, you know, then again, with that, you know, you also have to take into consideration the ugly personalities that, that you know, money and entitlement often brings. Yeah, well... <laughs> Now, unfortunately, just given, like, my pay periods and, you know, with the pay periods at work and everything, unfortunately, I am going to have to go out shopping this year. Um, I'm not really looking forward to that, but, I mean, at least at least I already know what the, like, I'm getting one thing, it's going to be for both of the kids, and we're going to be good to go. I used to work at Kmart, and I worked at Kmart through, like, the entire holiday season, and I was in the seasonal department. Mm. So, I, I got Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and, well, wait, Halloween, Christmas, and then Thanksgiving. What about foods? Is there any particular food you look forward to at this time of year? We already mentioned pretty much you can only get turkeys at Thanksgiving and Christmas, so I uh-huh. think we all crave it all year round just for that reason because you can't get it any other time. <laughs> but yeah. any other things like Christmas baking? Uh, like shrimp ring. Bacon? Yeah, shrimp ring. You're right. That's normally New Year's, right? No- normally, um, we will, for New Year's Eve, what my wife will do instead of making supper, we'll go and do all horse de ovaries, like shrimp rings and uh, <laughs> little cocktail sausages and, mm. you know, all those, like, um, I can't think of them all, like spring rolls, like all those things you can get at Costco, and we just make mm-hmm. a ton of it, and it's just like snack all night till New Year's Day, like until midnight when it turns over, and of course, drink and be merry. So, nice. yeah, that, that, you're right, shrimp roll. Mm-hmm. I have sort of two things for mine. Uh, the first isn't exactly food, I guess, but there's a peppermint-flavored coffee creamer that comes out around the holidays yeah, that yeah. I can yeah. never find through the rest of the year. What you should do is buy a case. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but then it might go, like, you know, because those things do have expiration dates. Yeah, true. Not if you freeze it. Yeah. Hmm. And also, you can uh, still freeze that. I mean, yeah, that would take up that. a lot of room in your freezer, but... Yeah. A lady at work, she gets it in the uh, carnation... What's that powder? Um, okay. Yeah, the non-dairy? Coffee mate. Coffee mate. Coffee mate. Mm-hmm. And it's just what you said. It's a peppermint something, but it's coffee mate because she keeps that work in, the, in her drawer. So hey, Clint, can't, I yeah. got a little, a little tip for you. If you go into the baking section of your local grocery, you can find something called peppermint extract. All it takes is a single drop inside your beverage, and it's Christmas. Nice. You see, because I'm going to have to look for that because, you know, here you're talking to a, you know, a single guy that pretty much cooks for himself but pretty much lives out of, like, the frozen food and deli aisles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Seriously, it's a little bottle, and it'll be clear liquid. And it'll seem really small, but all you ever need of this stuff is one single drop in okay. a beverage, and it'll it'll give it that uh, peppermint flavor. Okay, now it's peppermint schnapps, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll work. Little, That's what uh, I'd be putting in my coffee. <laughs> I'll take a look for that, the extract. That's awesome. Good idea, actually. Yeah, but my, my other food, and it's weird, and this is just because of how a couple of my holidays have gone, but I've kind of taken a liking to Chinese food yeah. over the holidays. <laughs> so, having, you know, so having said that, again, going back to Jason, you uh, is there anything that comes out at Christmas that you can't normally get all year round that you kind of look forward to buying? Uh, no, uh, I, you had me until the last word of buying, oh, okay. because, um, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of bakers in my office, so the abundance of free cookies in my office during the holidays <laughs> no problem. Is, is a massive plus. So there you go, life. there's something that, that is good in your office. <laughs> I remember, I mean, now it's no big deal, but back when I was growing up, on Christmas Eve, my mom would always make homemade chip dip, 
with mm. sour cream, Lipton's onion soup mix, and cream <laughs> cheese. I mean, they, they, you couldn't buy it pre-made like you can today. But And she would only make it like that once or twice a year, like Christmas and New Year's. That's the only time we got to have it with chips and pretzels because... You know, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so that was like a luxury to have chips around or any of that and pretzels. So that's the only time we got to see that type of food. Other than that, the only snack was we homemade popcorn, like in a popper. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, to this day, when we make that chip dip homemade, it just, I can't stop eating it. <laughs> I nice. don't know what's addicted to it, but that's something that I'll never forget. Because, like I said, I never got it only at Christmas time. Even though they you could s- have it all year round if you wanted. They still sell that uh, Lipton onion soup mix? Yeah, they do. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can get it, um, even at Costco, I think you get a big box, <laughs> like full of them. So, oh, so oh. How, how do you make yours? But, so how I make mine is I, I we, well my mom did it too. She sifted the uh, onion pieces out. She just you know, she sifted the Lipton's onion soup mix so that the onion pieces didn't go in, um, and then you stir it, and then you let the, like I don't add cream cheese. I think it's a waste of time, but it, it really does add a real creamy thickening flavor. Like to but to get the cream cheese to mix in it, oh my god, it's just too much work. Right, because cream cheese is <laughs> you have to work at it <laughs> to yeah. mix it in with the sour cream and everything. But oh man, it's good stuff. But that, that's as simple as it gets. That's it. I mean, when you think you, you can make a huge tub of, of dip for like three bucks or four bucks it's not worth buying it here's a little variation on that that uh, my wife makes every christmas and this is one of the things that i look forward to she takes sour cream she takes uh, philly cream cheese lets that soften up mixes those together puts it in the bottom of the pie plate covers that with salsa covers that with yeah. shredded cheese yeah. and uh, you got a nacho dip and yeah. it's uh, it's pretty damn good my wife doug you need to add refried beans to that mix and you've got Ooh. it down yeah, yeah. because Ooh. yeah that, that's the that's the way to do it and it, it's it's a dip but I, I've, I've made that and, like, just taken it with chips for lunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a you, could just, you could literally just sit there and eat that, and it's, it's fantastic. My wife adds guacamole layer, too, but the only downside nice. to that is if you don't eat it that night, it starts turning color on you. You know yeah. how the goes. <laughs> now, Doug, can you shoot me a message with that recipe, and then I'm actually going to add the, the refried beans. Oh, man, it, it's, you've got a mine. It's really good. Oh. So <laughs> I'm, I need to go shopping later this week, and I want that. Oh, yeah. You'll love it. This is a bit off topic, but not really. I'll tie it in. One of the things that happens in winter is the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens with the Super Bowl is commercials. But beyond commercials, we get product launches. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are aware of this, but Pepsi is currently doing a contest for a limited edition re-release of Crystal Pepsi. Crystal yeah. Pepsi? Mm-hmm. I saw something about that. And I'm wondering why they didn't just do a limited widespread release and why they're doing it with a contest. Because well, I would totally go out and get a case. The, the oh, thing too. is, it, when they launched that, uh, it... You know, it was a transparent cola, and frankly, it didn't taste that good. It was sweeter than normal Pepsi, and it as was. you know, Pepsi is pretty damn sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the nostalgic part. You know, put on some uh, some Van Hagar and, uh, you know, crack open a, a can. Yeah, have uh, one of those in Azima as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we talked food. What about drink? What Anything special that uh, you look forward oh. to from drinking within the Christmas season? Oh, yeah, the Christian Brothers eggnog. Yes. Do it, tell. Do tell. Yeah. Oh, that's well, good stuff. It, you, you find it in the liquor section at the stores here, but it's um, it's got the uh, liquor already in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, too bad you just couldn't find. Uh, well, no, women should have that tag on them. <laughs> <laughs> liquor already. I am a liquor. Oh, yeah, liquor. <laughs> Don't you agree? <laughs> Get those Intel inside stickers. Yeah. The liquor. Now, now you're saying this is an eggnog that you can buy in a liquor store that's sitting on a shelf. Yes, it's not refrigerated. No. It, no it, now, now the primary ingredient in eggnog besides rum is eggs. Yeah, but it's like so, it's like a hundred parts rum to one part egg. So oh, okay. So so is this like <laughs> coffee creamer, rum, and uh, powdered eggs all kind of mixed together? No, it, it okay. well, it's. I'm trying to look up the uh, ingredient list for it right now, but <laughs> well, while you're looking, oh. it's got the. It's, I mean, it's the brandy is what's in it. Ah, there, there we go. Yeah, like. That makes a nice eggnog. Yes. Yeah, it does. And you know what else goes really good? I learned this last year. Never tried it before, and I ran out of rum. And I put bourbon in my eggnog. Mm. Blew the rum out of the water. Now yeah. I only have uh, bourbon and eggnog. Yeah, a little southern comfort oh. and eggs. Way you go. Yeah. Heavy cream. 
<laughs> what, I, what, what I like is the get out of jail free card that I can drink whatever I want during the season because you know my wife just thinks it's you know that's what you do at Christmas time, so I'll let him go. <laughs> what you don't you don't hide a bottle in the bathroom like I do and just go in there I, I and drink bottles. whatever you want? I've got bottles in my tool box out in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we're, we're all, we're all uh, you know, human. <laughs> you got to know where to place them, that's all. Like, where won't she ever go? Oh, yeah, toolbox. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, really like the gift boxes because every Christmas, usually the brands like Bacardi or Jack Daniels or whatever will box their bottles up with some sort of gift, like glasses, and the price is the same. So you get some cool brand-named, you know, stuff like glasses or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever comes with them. And uh, I love having that, and I use that all year round. Mm. I bought wow. two. Let me rephrase. Two. Bullet, right? Bullet mm-hmm. bourbon. 1.75 liters. Two for $54. Nice. And that wasn't at the duty free <laughs> No, it wasn't. That was at Twin Liquors. Because, see, it's like, you go in there and it'll say, this, uh, you know, it's $45 or $42. But if you buy two, you can have it for 50 you See, go, up here, it's illegal it. to put alcohol on sale. Oh, not down here, man. I was showing, I sent a picture to Dave. I said, damn, the prices are going up. They had vodka. 1.75 liters of some Russian vodka for nine ninety nine. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even wow. buy a case of Coke for nine ninety nine. You wonder why we're all stupid drunk down here. <laughs> Because we can. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, what about you? You don't drink, do you, uh, Harry Pond? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I did for uh, in, in in college, but I, I haven't since. So, is there any other like you just drink plain eggnog or any others? I can't think of any other drinks they promote at Christmas time that you don't see anywhere else. Here's a good question, and I think this is good for the whole group. If you had to rename Christmas, what name would you give it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> to rename it. I, I would rename it Annual Holiday Gift-Giving Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I would say Empty Wallet. <laughs> I would call it Clintmas. Clintmas. That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's very close to clitoris. <laughs> well, because instead of Santa, the ladies would be sitting on my lap. Uh, there you go. There you go. How you thought? <laughs> see, I'm, see, I'm not just going to change the name of the holiday. I'm going to change everything about it. Well, I, I think like, the name hey, kind of... I'll be like, hey, ladies, if you want to sit on the lap of a fat man, here I am. <laughs> I had a, I had a Santa's crotchless pants. I had a friend who was he, was, he was a big guy and he owned a Harley Davidson fat boy and he'd pull up to the curbs and he, he, he sat in, he didn't wear like a shirt or whatever and he'd sit there looking at the ladies he'd say, hey girls, you want to ride the fat boy? <laughs> <laughs> he said sometimes he would get, you know, girls come over, sure. <laughs> so uh, we've got Clintness. We've got, I forget what Doug said now. Annual holiday gift extravaganza. That's it, annual holiday gift. And what about you, Harry Pumps? You know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, nothing comes to mind, it, it, or, or too many things came to mind. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I think I'd have to go with, um, you know, tip your uh, retail clerk day. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> National tip your retailer day. Yeah, that's basically, you know, it's funny because I was listening to the Three Cuckoos, and they were talking about, what is Black Friday, right? And I'm like, oh, I gotta text them, I gotta text them. I'm pretty sure probably 100 people text them, but... Supposedly, it's the first year, first day of the year that the companies are in the black, right? They're in the red up to that point, and then they actually start making money. That's what I was told. Is that true? Sounds about right. I mean, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, and I mean, you think about the crowds that go in and buy and shit on that day. Even if they didn't make anything all year, they'd probably get in the black that day. <laughs> so. Yeah, black, black Friday is kind of a new thing to me. I think I've only experienced it a few years. Um, it's slowly been creeping into Canada. Uh, traditionally, we, we would have quote-unquote Boxing Day sales yeah. that would happen after Christmas, which, when you think about it, doesn't make too much freaking sense. No, I mean, that doesn't help you on Christmas gift buying, does it? No. Uh, it, it was really a time of year for retailers to clear out all the crap they couldn't sell over Christmas. Yeah. But it turned into this sort of two-week-long buy-whatever event, and uh, I think Black Friday has taken over. Uh, but 
really up here. I'm not sure like how good the deals are down the U.S., but up here, really, you didn't see much in the way of deals. See, I'm with you, Doug. Until I actually started working in retail, I didn't even know Black Friday existed. Because, in you know, in my family, the day after Thanksgiving, you, um, you know, Thanksgiving happened. Mm-hmm. And then on the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday, whoever was in town... Um, because we, you know, either you know we would host or somebody else would host. Um, you would go to a local diner. Everybody would eat, and then whoever was from out of town went home, and whoever was from in town went home, and that mm-hmm. was that. So until I actually started working in retail, I didn't even know it was like a shopping thing. Hmm. Well, being from Canada, like Doug said, we didn't have a Black Friday. It was always Boxing Day, and like everybody, I remember getting up early that day because they put everything on sale that was from Christmas, and so you get really, really good deals, like hell good deals. On shit, and it was guaranteed. It wasn't a hit or miss. Like, oh, that sale's only on gift cards or whatever. No, it was on everything. And you'd see by if you went too late, the friggin' place looked like a bomb hit. <laughs> it like... And the, the thing was in Ontario, it was illegal to be open for retail sales on Boxing Day, statutory holiday. So what stores would do? They would pay the fine because the fine was less than what they were gonna make. Yeah. So the, the cops would make money on that day too because they'd go around finding all the stores that were open. Yeah. And then buy stuff yep. at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually found something here that said that, yeah, the name was first recorded in 1966. Uh, a dealer in Rare says Black Friday was the name given that the Philadelphia Police Department gave to the Friday following Thanksgiving Day. Um, because They coined a phrase to describe the mayhem surrounding the congestion of pedestrian and auto traffic in the center city downtown area. Really? It says that, yeah, and it says that that came from the Chicago Tribune. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that it was from an article about, I guess it dated a while back, about Black Friday. But mm. yeah, but yeah, I guess it was just because of all the, you know, craziness and mayhem and... Wow. But then it, it did later switch over to a financial thing, like you were saying, though, Paul. Yes, yeah. Wish, what is it? I'd wish for more Christmas. No, uh, <laughs> I wish that people would do away with sticking labels on having a celebration and a feeling of kindness towards all people and use one time a year to share commonalities instead of point out divisions and don't call it Christmas, don't call it Hanukkah, don't call it Eid, don't call it Ramadan, don't call it Diwali, just... Festival or festivus, whatever. Something we can all participate in and no one needs to feel excluded unless they want to be. All right, Clint. And mine would be to completely, like, blacklist and outlaw anything um, Christmas-related before Thanksgiving. No, No playing Christmas music, you know, no stuff in stores, you know. It's... I just... I guess because that was always my biggest complaint about Christmas was I feel like it starts in October, you know, because you start seeing stuff in stores around Halloween. The whole idea starts too early and it just goes to show that how far we've really detracted from what the holiday should be, you know, and we get to see what it's become, you know, which is really sad. And I think like you were saying, Doug, you know, that it should be the time where, you know, we're just kind and giving to people, you know, without, you know, without labels and just setting differences aside and... You know, you know just, that's just me. I'd like to see something like China does uh, with Chinese New Year, because that's that's really not about religion. It's about you know the closest thing I could liken it to would be American Thanksgiving on a grander scale, because it, it's all inclusive. It doesn't matter uh, what your persuasion is; you can participate in New Year's. It's something everyone in the country or in China can agree upon, and they all get together and they they move around the country. It's actually the largest human migration in the world happens during Chinese New Year. Yes, yep, because a lot of people come in, because I used to go to China a lot, a lot of people work in these huge cities and these huge factories from farms way afar. There was one girl that was in the hotel that served us on the ninth floor. It was a, they called the executive lounge floor. She had to take a flight 
I forget where she lived, and she had a kid and a husband, but she lived like four-hour flight away to work at this hotel to just bring money home. So when it came to that period of time, she, she would take that, because that's the only time they get is like that seven days. They don't get holidays or anything else that I know of. So the place almost shuts down. I mean, everybody just disappears. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You never you never planned any business. You always looked at their holidays because you may as well just go on a vacation there then because you go there and there wouldn't be anybody to talk to. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge holiday, just like you said. Huge family holiday. I, I'm going to um, just teleporters for all. <laughs> yes. Of what kind? Um, the kind that I don't have to worry about turning into the fly if one gets teleported are, with me. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. For me, the first thing that popped into my head was do away with gift giving. Just make it more of a, another Thanksgiving family holiday. Mm. Make it uh, make it to where, you know, it's more of, of the true meaning of what it's meant to be, you know, celebration, being family, and think about it. Right? I don't think our retail overlords would no, allow I'm probably going to be hunted down and killed, but I, hey, my wishes don't come true, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, I think your, your wish could easily come true, but the marketing powers that be would just make it so that we have to give gifts on 4th of July or some crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yep. True enough. So you say we should face shift it. Letters A to C, your uh, January and March, uh, D to <laughs> your April to... <laughs> That'd be a lot more efficient. Wouldn't it? Plus, you could keep the economic retail flow going uh, yeah. in, a, in a constant stream, so there'd be normalization. And being in manufacturing, you could actually uh, normalize your production instead of having these stupid forecasts that you're trying to flatline. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You, don't, you only have a certain amount of capacity, and I always want more, so you build ahead. If you build ahead, then you're carrying inventory. You carry inventory, you get slapped. <laughs> I think you've hit upon an excellent idea. Thank you. See, that's, and you thought I was just another pretty face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out of questions. I mean, there's a lot more questions here, but I said we would keep it to the season and not what, mm-hmm. what the meaning is about. So, out of, you know, TV, movies, legend, folklore, hearsay, <laughs> what are your favorite holiday icons? And it doesn't matter from what holiday. So any holiday. Any holiday. Hmm. So icon means that you look up to it, or just icon as in it's a character. Yeah, a character, something that is it looms large in culture, in science, history, your mind, your imagination. Yeah, I was gonna say the Grinch, but then you had to add those last statements, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Jesus. I don't know. He did save the day, Paul. He so did I mean, actually. True. Yeah. And and it was uh, you know good overcame evil, just like Star Wars. Yeah, but but didn't he convert to Catholicism that day? And I don't think so. No, oh, okay. no he just uh, he just changed his mind. His heart grew three sizes bigger. And all yeah, that be- because he discovered that Christmas was something a little bit more. That, I'm sorry, that's just got huge overtones to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I mean, I don't think it was they, they did it very well. Is, is that it wasn't a religious thing? Just that it didn't matter to the who's if they had presents or not. And that was my whole point about getting rid of them. Is that it was all about family time and celebration and being with you know with each other. And um, that's when he realized, oh, I. I I was wrong. So you're going with the Grinch? Sure. Nice. Monsieur Jason? You know, I'm... I'm, uh... You can say John McClane. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I was going to say... I, I think I have to because just, um, just because we're in that season, I'm just not thinking about anything else. I mean, other than... Um, I'm thinking... The only other icon I can think of off the top of my head would be uh, Jeff Goldblum um, mm. for Independence Day. There you oh, go. Yeah. Which nice. the, tra- the new trailer dropped, so it's timely. But even without the new trailer... Um, I think he saved the day much more than Will Smith. There's another so. Independence Day coming? Yeah. Yep. Because oh, there are no original movie. ideas left. No. no along, along with another Gremlins. <laughs> oh, no. But what I read about that one is that it's going to take the Jurassic World approach and that they're not going to, like, remake or reboot, but it's going to be set, like, 30 years into the future from, like, the first movie. Hmm. Uh, so Mugwai should still be alive, considering well, they're going to be mortal. <laughs> so th- when, when am I getting another short circuit, then? Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Especially with, like, oh, they, you know, they already made that, didn't they? Wasn't that that South African robot? Oh, uh, Chappie. Yeah. Chappie. 
choppy. Yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> eh, that, that movie could have been so much more. It, it could have been better than it was. I didn't, I didn't absolutely hate it, but I thought it could have been a lot better. Chop. So, your, your holiday icon would be... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jeff Goldblum. Alright. I think for me, I have to go with Jack Skellington. From uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. In which version? Halloween or Christmas version? Okay, well, if you have to break it down that far, I'm going with the Halloween version. Okay, I'm just asking. My, my, fa- my favorite holiday of all time is Halloween. And, I mean, if I could live in a magical land where, like, Halloween was, like, the prime celebration of the year, that would just be awesome to me. You know? <laughs> Very cool. And, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, so many really interesting traditions and things that are associated with Halloween, if you look at those. Um, yeah, partly, you know, I guess partly of religious things like that, but, you know, there's a lot of things of honoring the dead and remembering those that, you know, are no longer around. You know, and... Just Palmer's got me all excited here. You're right. There is an Independence Day. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it again. I mean, this is pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, douche, uh, you, know, you need to answer your question. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, uh, two of them. Uh, Marty Feldman. Mm. <laughs> and, uh... Excellent. That little dude I can never catch on St. Patrick's Day. Snoopy? Uh, no, that uh, bartender <laughs> at my, uh, my local... I, I would say those are, those are my two most beloved holiday icons. Anybody I'm wondering if anybody's got any good holiday jokes. Um, <laughs> As we virtually look at Paul... Yeah, holiday jokes. I mean, there's really old, one. old, old ones like, uh, why was the snowman smiling? Because had, the snowblower was coming down the, the street? He heard the snowblower was coming, yeah. <laughs> what, does Santa do, what does Santa do in the summertime? He ho ho hoes his garden. Nice. <laughs> why does Santa have such a big bag? Uh, because he only comes once a year. <laughs> yeah, I told you these are all old. Everybody knows them. <laughs> now, why was, Santa ups- why was Santa upset when he got a sweater for Christmas? Because he was hoping for a moaner or a screamer. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now, why did Santa go through the chimney? Because Mrs. Claus told him he'd never get in the back door. <laughs> did you Google something, Clint? And then he'd play a lot. <laughs> earlier. Oh, oh. earlier I'm, I'm putting together something for another podcast, a little Christmas bit, like a little recorded bit. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a sort of a naughty Santa Claus with, uh, with jokes. Ah, nice. Okay, what does snowmen like to do on the weekends? Play with their snowballs? No, chill out. Chill? <laughs> nice. Oh, I was thinking what I like to do on the weekend. Okay, got it. <laughs> Why do elves laugh when they run? Because the snow tickles their balls. <laughs> what oh. has a jolly laugh, brings you presents, and scratches up your furniture? Santa Claus. I was say, that sounds like so, my old cat. So, Jason, you got any Hanukkah jokes? No, there really aren't any. Um, <laughs> Get I mean, on that. The, the biggest Hanukkah joke there is was the creation of a Hanukkah mascot. Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry, exactly. Harry. Although, I do believe... At one of our next meetings, we should probably move to have it changed from Hanukkah Harry to Adam Sandler just because of the new, um, the fourth edition of the song that he just came out with. Um, He's coming out with a power. Wow. Yeah, there's a fourth edition that dropped, I think, two weeks ago, and I think that puts him on pace for about one every five years. Um, actually, I had a suggestion for a song, something that I had actually found this, uh, this evening. Ooh. Um, it was actually a rock sort of metal version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. Nice. Was that the one done by that Japanese group? Um, no, actually, oh, okay. I was just scouring YouTube looking for something to use for the promo, and I found a few songs, but this one was just some, like, random dude covering it. Everybody got their tip first? We need a tip out oh. before we song out. Actually, I've got mine. Go for it. Okay. Just remember, Santa's out there. Wrap your package before you shove it down the chimney. <laughs> I think there was an innuendo in there, am I right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, here, here's mine. Nothing sucks more than the moment during an argument when you realize you're wrong. 
It never happened. I know. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> Sorry, I thought everybody heard that one. <laughs> no, I did, but I like it. It it was good. Mine's a, you know, just a live tweet your podcasts, everyone. Yeah, good idea. As opposed to setting them up to go ahead at 2 in the morning? No, as oh, opposed okay. to just passively listening. Um, I'm an active listener. What's a podcast? And I agree with that. I mean, there's so many times when I'm listening, I would love to text certain things out. But I always listen when I'm working out, and that makes it very difficult. Yeah. But I see what you mean. That, that really is an active listener, because you're, you're participating with the podcast. Yeah. And for the most part, everybody um, gets back to me. Yeah. Right. I found that the one problem that I ran into when I was tweeting out stuff I was hearing on podcasts, and a lot of times, <laughs> some of the podcasters had forgotten what it was they were talking about <laughs> the podcast, so they're like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, usually, you know, just thinking about PWB, they're usually drunk by halfway through. They don't remember nothing. <laughs> my, my thing is I end up listening to the majority of my podcast while I'm at work. And so I don't get to just sit there and tweet the whole time. But what I've started doing is I'll actually, because like, cause I use Stitcher and there's an option to share like whatever episode you're listening to somewhere. So I'll actually share it to Twitter and, you know, just say, hey, currently listening to this episode, but it also puts out the link to the episode. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good idea. So I may not get to live tweet the whole thing, but I'm basically, you know, well, I figure, hey, it's a little free promotion, what I can do. <laughs> All right, who hasn't tipped? Everybody tipped, Doug? Uh, I'll tip. Uh, let's see. This holiday season, when you're out and about shopping in crowded places, whether you're at the mosque, the church, the temple, wherever it is on a crowded street, remember, when you see your fellow human beings going about their daily lives, doing things that annoy the crap out of you, and you suddenly get the urge to beat them to death with their own dismembered arm, try and remember that everyone does things that annoy other people. Try and put yourself in their shoes for a minute a minute, and just think to yourself, have I ever done that? Have I ever ticked someone off so much that they would bludgeon me on the street with my own arm? Well, probably the answer is yes, whether we like to admit it or not. So this holiday, think about other people. Don't bludgeon them and uh, smile, nod, wave, or just ignore them altogether. But uh, don't, uh, don't get aggressive. Come drive in Austin for a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe people in this stupid city. If it's 45, they'll do 35. If it's 60, they'll do 50. I've never seen so many... I've never lived in a city where people don't speed over a speed limit. Here, everybody goes under the speed limit. It drives me absolutely bonkers, but... Well, what you do is you take a weekend, drive on up to Atlanta, and then you can, you know, enjoy yourself. It's like being on the Autobahn. Yeah, I, I, that's like Dallas. I've lived in Dallas. I've been through Atlanta. I mean, I've never never bothered me driving. This is the first city that's really started to get to me. Like, literally, it's like I twitch when I get in the car. It's like, <laughs> I think that brings us to the end, right? Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy it. On a long desert island, cool whip in my hair. Warm smell of apple crisp Rising up through the air Up ahead in the distance The chocolate bar was alight My plate grew heavy with the cream brulee I had to stop for a bite The crepe bar stood in the doorway Filling the air with its smell Started thinking to myself This could be French or German, I couldn't tell Then the flames went up in the air And my stomach started to sway The smell went down the corridor Everybody started to say 
Welcome to the Hotel Brunch Buffet Such a lovely place With such lovely crepes Plenty of room at the Hotel Brunch Buffet Any time of year You can pig a here My mind was definitely twisted My stomach was getting the bends They had a lot of pretty, pretty squares I called gems Jello danced in the collard Sweet summer pies Some full of rich goodness Some just full of white lies So I called up the flambe Please make me crepe Suzette He said, we have a special cognac here This you'll never forget And still those cravings are calling from far away Wakes me up in the middle of the night I want to hear them say Welcome to the Hotel Brunch Buffet Such a lovely place Such a lovely crepe We're pigging it out at the Hotel Brunch Buffet What a nice surprise Bring your appetite Hate those mirrors on the doorway My buttons are popping like dice The scale said your weight is hard to bear It's gone up thrice But in the master's bakery They gathered flour and yeast They knead it with their gnarly hands Preparing for my big feast Last thing I remember I was face up on the floor I have to find a bathroom stall I visited many times before Relax, said the colon The porcelain will receive You can pig out any time you like But it takes time for it to leave Great stuff <laughs> Good I mean, isn't that typical of Christmas, though, where you just pig out till you just are dying? Yep. yep. That was that was my Thanksgiving. I literally hurt. I couldn't take in a big breath because it felt like my lungs were pushing against my stomach. Oh, I hate that. I hate because then you you just can't do anything. And that was my point at the end, right? You just yeah, Clint, got one coming up soon. <laughs> we do. Yeah, dude, I am so excited. Friday, 7 p.m., baby. IMAX a- 3D. Oh, really? You're going to see it in 3D? I'm doing IMAX 3D. Okay. I could, dude, I, I had to go all out for the first time. What? You don't you don't hide a bottle in the bathroom like I do and just, just go I, in there I've and drink whatever you want? I've got bottles in my tool, <laughs> toolbox out in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying... We're we're all we're all uh, you know human. Oh, I, I thought of another tip for Christmas meals or big meals: wear maternity slacks. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey. My, or 
Forgo the slacks all together. There we go. I had a girl that worked for me, and she always says, it's hard to be optimistic when your fat pants are tight. <laughs> or don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's all over but the crime. Exactly. Why wear pants? 